visit geoal.com and learn how GeoAL implements next-generation intelligence advancement technologies to aid the Department of Defense with precision and expertise analysis. <laughs> GeoAL, the new era of intelligence. Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Chase Roth, Avery Washington, co-hosting, as always. And we're joined today by J.C. Chanowski with Cape Fear Pro Wash. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. No, thanks for coming down and bringing all the fantastic swag with you. Everybody loves swag, so why not? Nice. And it was just taking up space in my car, so. Does a laser come out of that? <laughs> I don't know. We can find out. It looks pretty fancy. It looks like there there's a laser. I'll mess with this real quick. I mean, before we even get into it, that's one thing, you know, you guys, like Cape for a Pro Wash, uh, your branding is on point and all over the place. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, when we initially did our wrap designs for our vehicles, I told the uh, designer, I want something obnoxiously awesome. Yeah. And he nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. We hear it all the time. Like, we see your vehicles everywhere. And this is back when we only had one truck. Yeah. It was just so bright. Everybody's like, oh, there goes the Cape Fear Pro Wash truck again. And now we have five trucks, three sales vehicles, a boat, all fully wrapped. So, Well, in the jerseys, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. when you guys walk into an event, like, let's say you come to the VVC event, you guys never roll with less than, like, four people, right? Roll deep. So, <laughs> but they're so bright, man. It feels like you're at a Cape Fear Pro Wash event. Because anywhere you go, you look around, you're like, all you see are these these bright blue and yellow jerseys all over the place. So. We, we did a breakfast with the uh, Power Biz Breakfast, uh, the chamber downtown. Mm -hmm. And um, we walk in there. We didn't know what to expect. And we're in there. We had it was, Ethan was there, too, and Patrick were in these shirts. He got people in tuxedos, dresses, <laughs> suits yes. on. They all look like, oh, yes. wait a second. But everybody stopped. like, hey. I like that. That yeah. was awesome. So, I mean, it just, it, it makes a, a statement and it's fun. Yeah. And you don't need a tuxedo for uh, part washing, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but we might write one off. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go, man. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming down today. Um, we just want to talk about who is JC, talk about your business. Uh, I know you're still in the Navy, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 18 years in the Navy. All right. Looking at uh, retiring soon, or you, you said maybe getting out? Yeah, I'll be stepping away here shortly. Uh, it's been a long, fun run. Uh, I don't regret any minute of it, but just things in life have come up, and it's just time for me to uh, focus on my kids and the company. What would you, you do for the Navy? Security. Security. Uh -huh. uh, Master at Arms, Navy Chief. Okay. And uh, spent some time overseas, spent some time here in the States, did a little bit of both. So Master at Arms. What is is that like a a military police or yes. armor? Okay. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, and most of my time I was doing small boat security over in um, I did in the Philippines and over I was stationed in Guam for three years and just forward deployed from there and spent some time in uh, UAE as well. That's excellent. It's impressive that you've started this and you're like still in the Navy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. It's uh, yeah, I got out of 2009, active duty, went in reserves, and that's mm -hmm. when I started Cape Fear Pro Wash was 2009 in my dad's house. And uh, it's been a journey with my father, Brian. He's been by my side the whole time. Mm -hmm. And anytime I went overseas or had to move out of state, he kept the business running, and he's still by my side every day today. That's Excellent. fantastic. That's so cool to be able to do something like that with your dad. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. So since 2009, um, 
was it just you with a, a rig on your own when you first started? How, how'd you? Yeah. So 2009, I got out of the Navy and I five years Navy security, small boats, guns. I was like, I'm gonna get out and run the world. And I worked at Advanced Auto. <laughs> and it wasn't working out too well. So I did some research at my dad's house, and I was going to start landscaping because I really enjoyed landscaping. Then I found out everybody, their mother, had a landscaping company here. And I was on some forums, which brought me over to a pressure washing forum. And there was only about a handful of us back then doing pressure washing. So I did some research, spent some time, went to a trade show down in Florida. And I said, Dad, this is it. We're, we're going to do the pressure washing. So we started out with something real small. I, mean, I remember looking back at our trailer. It was just real janky, and, but it worked. And uh, that was the formation of KPR Pro Wash. And we didn't do a whole lot, but we, we made a name for ourselves locally and just kept building it and building it. And it wasn't until 2018 when we hired our first employee. Okay. And that's when everything started changing and realize that it's not really a hobby anymore. We can make this into an actual company, have fun with it, and grow it. And it's just, ever since then, it's just been all uphill. So you didn't hire your first employee till almost 10 years in? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And just, now, now how many do you have? Because you've got a pretty big footprint now. At the most we've had was 21. We're back down to uh, 15. We, we hit, our, hit our peak every year during the Christmas light season, and then we lay off because we're just not as busy with the mm-hmm. wash side. So mm-hmm. we're back down to 15 now. I got... Three full-time crews running, and we have five trucks ready to go, just trying to find two more key players for awesome. that. Can you lay out some of the services you all provide real quick? Yeah, absolutely. You so Christmas lights. The Christmas lights mm-hmm. is part of our second company, which is Patriot Illumination. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a second. That one's fun. But the KFIR Pro Wash, we started out with specializing in low-pressure roof cleaning, and then we got into the pressure washing. And with that, we do concrete cleaning, gutter cleaning, window cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, and pretty much any type of exterior cleaning we focus on. Mm-hmm. But those are the, the four or five key uh, areas that we do focus on. Very cool. And, yeah. So you went from, it took you 10 years before you decided, let's let's hire somebody. And then in four years, went from one to 20-something. Yeah. That's, that's quite the... So 2018, I had been following this guy. His name is Patrick Clark on um, Facebook and some of the... The local groups and i just started just watching him scale his company mm-hmm. and he started his company right about the same time right before i did uh 2008 i believe is when he started with him and his wife and he just scaled it and kept scaling it and kept scaling it. i kept seeing him grow and grow get some more trucks open up another other locations and i was like what is he doing that i'm not so one day i called him i'm like hey pat how's it going and he started talking he's like have you heard of conquer and i was like no nah, what's conquer and he had um He's a coach for this uh, mastermind group, and he's like, Conquer is a bunch of like-minded home service operators like yourself, and we coach you guys to do, you know, not make the same mistakes that we've made. So I was not even a month later, I joined Conquer, and that was just a catalyst for everything. And, and So Conquer, is it a... Uh you said it's a mastermind group. Do you do you pay to join? Is yes. It, okay. Yes. So it's a subscription thing. Yes. So and then is it an online thing or how how's that work? Talk about that. First. So it's multifaceted. Uh, and um, the architect behind it, Brandon Vaughn, pure genius. Um, he started up, I believe, four or five years ago with a good friend of his, Josh Latimer, and they said, "Hey, we've got something going on here where we have all these people in the home service industry, but they're just not able to get to the next level." Mm-hmm. 
And Brandon scaled his company, same thing, from himself, owner-operator, to, um, oh God, I can't remember how many, lo- he had three or four locations, several, um, it was a lot. He scaled it a lot and then sold it and started to conquer. But what it is, it's a monthly accountability group. You meet once a week with your coach uh, via Zoom, and there's four other business owners that are roughly in the same, uh, making about the same that you are, and going for the same, trying to scale a company. So you meet with them once a week on Zoom. And then once a week or once a month, excuse me, you'll meet with your coach just one-on-one. So you talk about the struggles you're going through, building your company, uh, employees, systems. I mean, everything that involves running a company, you guys, we focus on. Mm -hmm. And they have an online resource called uh, Basecamp where you can go there and find forms, videos, training, just things that – as a, a new entrepreneur that you don't know have access to, they give you everything and just say, here, here you go. And the, the community is amazing. If you have a question, whether it's about marketing, sales, production, admin, you can ask the question and somebody's already answered it somewhere or has the knowledge on how to get to it. So it's been a real game changer for the company. Absolutely love it. What it's, this might be hard to answer in a succinct way since you've been doing this for so long, but what are, what are a couple of the you know, major changes that you made since you joined Conquer that really tra- re- allowed you to transform your business? Were there a couple of key things that really stand out to you as like, oh man, this is this is this transformative, whatever it is. is was there one or two things or has it just been like a bunch of little actions or? Yeah, so the biggest thing was hiring. I mean, it was always my father and I, and we did everything. We answered the phone. We did the estimates. We sent the invoices. We did the work, um, you know, did all the marketing. So it was literally the two of us doing everything that now we have 15 of us doing. So the first step was hiring our office uh, administrator, Mm -hmm. and that really just – able to take a lot of load off our backs and have somebody answer the phones and respond to emails and send out the invoices and do do the scheduling. That was a hard thing too. It's like, you know, we'll go all the way down to Carolina beach and then we'll be in surf city an hour later. And that, you know, you got logistics of driving, wasting time. Especially now I like force something a gallon, right? Yeah. (laughs) I've got one truck that gets seven miles a gallon and it just guzzles. (laughs) Not not to mention your pressure washers burning gas and diesel at the same time, right? Yeah. yeah, It's just all you see is dollar signs every time you turn that key. (laughs) But yeah, the hiring was the biggest thing. And, you know, I talked to a lot of uh, other um, entrepreneurs and they're just afraid to hire. They say, I don't want to hire. I can't afford them. But that was the problem is that fear of hiring. And it was like the self-limiting belief of holding you back that once you actually do hire somebody, they're actually going to make money for you. So they're paying for themselves. Mm-hmm. And now you're able to focus on the company and build the company and not, and not work in the company. So that was the biggest thing. Once I realized that you know I'm more valuable working on the company than in the company, then we made the next hire with our sale, another uh, – pressure washing person to uh, to get out there and wash and then we had a salesperson so we we have several members in the vbc that i've had conversations with that are at that point like they're maxed out on what they can do as an individual Mm -hmm. and they're doing the whole thing like like you were doing before they're in the field doing the work they're doing the estimates they're doing the invoicing they're doing the bookkeeping they're doing all of it and they desperately need to hire people and they're having the exact same problem we got one of them raising his hand behind you right now. You can turn around, and point at him, and laugh at him. But uh, they're, and they're 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 facing some of the same fears, right? And I think part of it is one, they're afraid to kind of give up some control and and let somebody else be responsible for their reputation out in the field as yep. part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, but another one is they're afraid like they can't afford to hire somebody. So 
what would you say to some of those fears where they're, they're like they desperately need an office person and they're they're afraid that they can't afford it and they don't have the bank account to to manage payroll? What would you say to somebody that has that? that yeah, fear? I mean, obviously the biggest thing is pay. I mean, how, how am I going to afford paying somebody 15, 17 bucks an hour? And for us, it was once I knew that, hey, I'm going to hire somebody and I'm going to bring you on board, I'm going to do everything I can to keep you here and not have to fight to keep you here. So we'll get the work. And I'm able to bring the administrator on to focus on answering the phone so I can focus on building our clientele or they're going to do the invoices so I can focus on uh, the marketing. So once I'm able to have somebody focus on one particular piece of the company, I can focus on something else to help build the company. And money is a big issue for a lot of people. But once you make that hire, you'll start seeing that your company will grow. And you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I hire her sooner? And it's just... Once you get over that self-limiting belief and make that hire, then you're like, all right, well, now what? Let's hire somebody else. Let's see what we can do with two people. Let's do three people. So, and you said, uh, you know, people going out there and representing your brand. I literally was at a job site yesterday. I've got two kids, one's 21 and the other one's 20, driving an $80,000 truck. Mm-hmm. Brand new. My mm-hmm. newest truck. I've got a 19-year-old driving an $85,000 rig. And, <laughs> you know, it, it made me happy. Like, I, I love knowing that I've got two young professionals out there representing our brand. They got the shirts on and everything, and they're the happiest kids. And it's just, it's scary because I remember the first day I let the truck go out without me. I I stood there and I almost cried a little bit. I'm like, what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen? Like, everything's going to go wrong today. And you know how many phone calls I got that day? None. Everything worked out great. Do we have issues? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how many mailboxes has your team uh, had to replace? One. One. You're doing good, man. You're doing good. If you have that many people on the road, you're doing all right. I, yeah. I think in, in seven years, we, we might have replaced more than one mailbox. Yeah. I, I, knock on wood, uh, yeah, I've got some great drivers out there. And, uh, yeah. I, but I still wait for that phone call. You yep. know, every yep. day, it's like, what's this phone call going to be? I remember- but but the, the risk trade off, right? You wait for that phone call. The other option is you're the one out there. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one out there then. Yeah. Instead of having four trucks and being able to provide jobs for people and, and more service, now you're back to just being that one guy because you're afraid of letting somebody else do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I get hungry. Like when we had 21, 22 people working for us, I started doing the math. I'm like, all right, that's 22 employees, team members that were working for us and we're feeding them and then we're feeding their family and we're feeding their kids. And that's what gets me excited is knowing that they're able to buy a house because they work for us or a car or go on a vacation because of what we're doing for them and what they're doing for us. And that's just, that's what makes it fun for me Mm -hmm. is knowing that we're supporting somebody and their family and able to grow with them. And I tell them all, I'm like, I want you to grow here personally and professionally. It's not just about the job. It's about what do you want to do next year? Where do you want to go? How do you want to see yourself in five years? Is it going back to school? Is it buying a house? So it's, it's just fun being able to grow with everybody. Awesome. We, we heard similar comments from uh, Chris Sykes mm-hmm. with uh, Handyman Connection. Sounds mm-hmm. like you're, you're applying a little bit of what you might have learned in the Navy uh, <laughs> leadership-wise. <huh>? Yeah. <laughs> they do any of that, Chiefs in the Navy? Uh, well, usually, you know, yeah. I got a Marine uh, that works for us, retired Marine, and we go back and forth on jokes, but he's always the one walking around with a <laughs> cup of coffee, but I'm, and I'm working. So, <laughs> so yeah. serious question. 
You're chief in the Navy. Yes. Where's your chief mustache? Oh, I got a Joe Dirt mustache. I can't do it. <laughs> and they made you a chief? <laughs> I mean, how'd you make it through the chief's in dock without, without your mustache? I, I bought a lot of donuts just to get through it. <laughs> yeah. No chief mustache, no chief stomach. Yeah. I mean, um, on, you're, you're I'll breaking tell you, all the rules. Uh, I'm breaking 40 and the stomach's yeah. starting to come out. You think you know someone. Yeah, well, <laughs> redefining what it means to be a chief in the Navy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. It sounds like uh, sounds like you really like what you do. I love it. it. It really is fun. If you can't have fun doing what you do, then it's just it's a job. And I don't have a job. I have a life, a lifestyle. And and I tell everybody when I when they interview with us, I'm like, I want you to want to come to work, not feel like you have to, because mm-hmm. the second you get up and you get excited to work, it just changes the whole dynamic. If you're smiling, it changes your attitude. It changes how people perceive you. I don't need somebody going to work and just having a bad day because they got to be there and then go and talk to a customer. And then they see the angry uh, employee coming up like, well, he's not excited to be here and wash my house today. No, Mm -hmm. I want these these guys and uh, professionals excited to be there because if they get excited, then the customer is excited. And and that's especially with our Christmas light company, the Patriot Illumination. I get excited. I mean, I enjoy washing, but I love the Christmas lights and – for me to go up to the homeowner and say, you know, hey, what are we going to do for you today? And they're like, well, what can you do? I'm like, well, our your imagination is our limit, along with your budget, of course. Yeah, but, it depends. Uh, <laughs> I'll make a check you want to write. <laughs> I can make this place look like Disneyland if you want. And, that, and that's it. And I, I get so excited. Like, it's my house. And that was my favorite thing as a kid growing up was we lived in New York. We didn't have a whole lot of money. And I remember driving around the back of the car with mom and dad and my sister and just going around house to house every Christmas and looking at all the houses. And it just – it made me so happy. And then I took that as I got older and had my own family. Every Thanksgiving, I'd be out there hanging Christmas lights. Um, and then I went to a trade show in 2018, I believe it was, and I saw a sign that says, we hang Christmas lights. I'm like, what is this? They're like, well, you could make a, a living hanging Christmas lights. I'm like, there's no way. Nobody's going to pay me to hang Christmas lights. Sure enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, they will. They will. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they will. And our customers love it, and we love our customers. Um, it's just so much fun. And usually we hear two things. is one, I don't want my husband on the roof, and two, I'm going to pay you cash so he doesn't know how much this costs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a move my wife would make because it's not that she wants me on the roof. I won't go on the roof. Uh, not, that's, that's not a place that I care to spend even one minute of my time is, is on my roof. Yeah. Um, not happening. Not for Christmas lights. I'm not dying for Christmas lights. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most elaborate light display you've done so far? So – on a commercial standpoint, we did a um, – in Leland um, mm-hmm. at the town hall, we did oh, – what was it called? Leland and Lights. And okay. we started that four years ago and started down a little small section in their park down there. And they're like, hey, we want to do this. We want to bring some tourism back to Leland. So we started that one out, and that was when it was just my father and I doing it. And we had one – actually, one of the employees doing that. So they gave us – you know, kind of what they wanted. So we just made different themes for different areas where you could walk through. We had the candy cane area, candy cane area mm-hmm. the multicolor, the green and white, the icicles. And then the next year, we really grew it. And mm-hmm. it was like 1.2 acres, I believe, we put it all on. Oh, and they brought oh, wow. a train yeah. through there. Uh, we had a snow machine out there for the Santa lighting it off. And, and, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So this is a full-on drive-through display. 
this was a walkthrough to the park, but okay. they put a little like train that you okay, can get on and go you. through. That's still huge. That's it impressive. Was. Yeah, okay. we did uh, Jeff Gordon one year. I don't know if you ever. Dreamed. Oh, their their displays awesome. They go all out. Yeah, they, they do go all out. That was probably one of the biggest headaches we've ever had uh, for an install. And um, I've always wondered how they how they get the timing and everything right because there's no way they've got. I, I just can't figure out looking at it when you drive by how all the different lights are synced to the music mm -hmm. perfectly. Yep. I don't even know how many extension cords you'd have to have to like, make a, all that happen. There's a lot of Cat Five wire. Uh, it was, and every single day we got a phone call because it was it was some older technology and lights over there. It wasn't anything new when we we started doing it, mm -hmm. and we get a phone call. Hey JC, the lights out. Hey JC, the matrix board is out. Hey JC, this one's out. I was like, God. <laughs> so we stopped doing that one. <laughs> like, call us back when you're ready to upgrade your equipment. Yeah. But it was fun yeah. to say that because I, I like to, you know, if I see something and I want to do it, I'm like, I want to do that. I, I set a goal for myself. Like, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And we had the opportunity to do it. And I said, yeah, I'd love to do it. And we did it. And now I'm glad we're done with it. So we're on to the next one. But we're working on some big projects now. We did the lights at um, Landfall, the entrances there. I oh, saw you guys okay. in there last year. Yeah, that's um, been a fun one. Doing street lights and everything. Yeah. That's been a fun one. Uh, Luminous Station, we did that one as well. Wow. And there's a couple other commercial ones around, but I think the, and then we have one residential customer that we do for the last three years. And I remember he called and actually I dealt with his um, secretary, I believe. And he was coming down, it was like December 10th. And he was coming down for a Christmas party with his family in like two or three days. And I sent the budget and she said, let's do it all. I was like, okay, let's make it happen. And it was just kind of mind-blowing that, you know, 10 days before Christmas, we're about to put all these lights up for this house. And it was a pretty big budget. It was nice, awesome. but uh, they still do it every year. They love it, and we love doing it for them. So <laughs> it's fun. And I love it for the kids. It's uh, it, That's the best part is the kids coming out, getting excited. Um, and, or it's for the person who drives by and can't afford it, and they get excited. So it's fun. It's a, I just really love it. That's awesome. I think I saw a post recently uh, – might have been on Facebook from you guys. Did you just add a whole nother division? Yes, we opened up a, a branch down in Shalot, 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 yeah, Shalot, North somewhere, Carolina, somewhere south. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one hour from our uh, our current location in Hampstead. So we're expanding down to the Shalot Brunswick market, and um, we're hoping. So a whole nother office, everything down there. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That even that's not even what I was referring to. Um, but that's cool. I was referring to, uh, I thought it was something about uh, like like yard lighting, the landscape lighting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We're so we started dabbling into that too as well. Um, and with that, you know, we got the the guys that come on for Christmas lights. It's very short term, mm -hmm. three or four months. We Certainly. usually hire them on in October, end of September, and the end of January. We just don't have anything else for them. So I'm like, well, we have great guys that work for us. I want to keep them. And I train them. We spent invest all the money in them, and then they're gone. And we hope that they come back the following year. But I know I wouldn't sit around for nine months waiting for you to call me again. Mm -hmm. So we're just looking for ways to keep guys on full time year round with Patriot Elimination. Okay. So what do you, what do you what are you doing with that service then? What talk us through that? Yeah. So it's just an all inclusive uh, landscape lighting. Um, right now we're focusing on residential, uh, but it's just amazing how dark your house can be at night mm -hmm. and put some lights on and you're like, oh my God, it's a whole new house right now. So it's just, um, we're still new to it, but mm -hmm. we're having fun with it. We just got our first job done last week and uh, got a couple more lined up here in the next couple of weeks. I'll have to give you a call sometime. 
My my house has been a work in progress for a long time, so I'm getting some bush hogging done, some stump grinding. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I want to make it feel like you're in the backyard of some chateau or something, yeah. just like you're in another world, which will kind of be blowing out the neighborhood a little bit. But it's worth <laughs> it. Right? It'll be worth it. So I'll have to hit you up. Yeah, it's amazing what a, what a little bit of lighting, lighting can do on the house or a tree and accent. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's pretty neat. Absolutely. So personal question, just like Avery's, I guess. My wife bought string lights, like you'd see at like a cafe. Yeah, yeah, the bistro lights, yeah. I don't know what they're called. They're like little Edison bulbs yep. or something, right? Like 400 feet of them. And she wants them up. And I keep telling her no because I don't want to have to deal with trying to figure out how to make it happen, how to get power to them without having extension cords, like, hanging off of mm-hmm. things and running around everywhere. Is that in your wheelhouse? Absolutely. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Right. yeah. Nice. And that, that's part of the uh, the Patriot Illumination side with the Christian Slides. It's all-inclusive service. Um, and you mentioned the extension cords and everything. We want it clean as possible. We want people to, like, how did they light that up over there? You know, how did they get to that peak? So, we, you know, our guys are really well trained and do a great job of running everything properly so you don't see cords hanging out. Mm-hmm. We custom cut all our lights so they fit your house exactly if we're doing a roof line. So it's not like cool. a bunch of bulbs sitting in the corner duct taped together or hanging off the side. <laughs> like so. I do it, I just wrap them around the gutter until <laughs> yeah. I run out. It's like, why is that side so bright <laughs> over Find there? around so it plugs in perfectly. Or you're four feet short because you don't want to run another 25 <laughs> I got, feet. I got an extra string of gutter gutter icicle lights. What should I do with them? I'll put them around this one tree branch. Uh, <laughs> icicles are Sounds the, like duh. you've got a call to make. Oh, <laughs> it would make my wife very, very happy to see you guys show up in November to put our Christmas lights up. She we do have a lot of people that, that surprise their uh, spouses, and uh, they'll either plan it for while they're out of town, they come home to it. Uh, well, maybe I'll have to do that this year. I'm not at risk of her uh, finding out about it. I don't. I don't think she she listens to the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance. Don't rule it out. Oh man. So, you know, we talk about uh, business ownership, particularly with veterans. Um, there's, there's a lot of veterans. We say this every show that are thinking about making the leap into business ownership. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming part of the reason you went this direction, you said you got out and you worked at AutoZone. So you were a military police, master at arms in the Navy. Um, maybe this thought process went through your mind, maybe it didn't. But I know it does for a lot of guys where they look at their military service and say, man, I've been doing this for like four years or eight years or 12 years. My only options when I get out are to go be a cop because I was a cop in the military. Mm-hmm. Or I got to go be private security because I was in the infantry. Um, and so they don't see a lot of other options, uh, but clearly there, there are other options. Um, what would you say to guys who are considering other paths and maybe are hesitant about it? Yeah, I get that question a lot as far as why aren't you a cop? Until you did the Navy. I'm I like, can think of a lot of reasons not to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just don't want it. I, yeah. I mean, it was fun in the Navy, yeah, but. Plenty I, of reasons not to be. <laughs> I mean, I, I love our, our law enforcement. Yeah, it's just for sure. not for me. Yeah. Um, I had fun doing it. But yeah, I mean, entrepreneurship, it's not for everybody, but you don't know if you don't try it. And, I, and the biggest thing is a lot of guys get into it and say, I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to do this. And they did zero research. They just said, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. So they go spend all this money, get a loan out. 
and they don't know how to do it once the doors open. Like, well, what do we do now? So uh, do your research, get a coach. I mean, I think the big, uh, I know for a fact, the biggest thing that changed our company was our coach. Uh, first it was Pat Clark, who was our coach. Uh, then I had Michael, um, who's a brilliant marketer. I mean, if anything has to do with marketing, this guy is a pure genius. And that's partly why we do a lot of branding and marketing. But without their support and support of uh, my co coaching group, I don't know where I'd be right now today. We might still just be dad and I. So doing the research and investing yourself, get a book, talk to other business owners. If you want to get into landscaping, talk to landscapers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love talking to other local pressure washers. They might be competition, but they're also great benefits to us too. Because there might be a job that I can't do or a job they can't do. And actually, I just talked to a, a guy in Raleigh two weeks ago. I called him up in 2008 or 2009. I said, hey, I'm looking to do roof cleaning. Can you help me? He's like, sure, come on up here. Uh, so my ex-wife back then and I drove to Raleigh and hung out with him for a day. And huh. he showed me how to clean a roof. So um, do the research. Take some time. Invest in yourself. Because if you can't invest in yourself and believe in yourself, then why is anybody else going to believe in you? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, we see it all the time. Like, the, oh, every year you see it on Craigslist and Marketplace, all this pressure washing equipment for sale or whatever industry it is, landscaping, mm -hmm. uh, brand new stuff for sale. And it's because they just bought it, thought it would just work out, didn't try, and they failed. Yeah. There's a lot of good technicians that are not great business owners. And frankly, because of the reasons you just said, they don't take the time to get smart about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, I like your I like your point about uh, not looking at your competitors only as competition, but collaborators. Absolutely, that's I, something that I uh, talked to. A lot, I mean, on the way over here, I talked to one of them, and I'm always talking to them. I don't want to work against them. I'd rather work with them. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that they can't do, and there's a lot of stuff we just don't want to do. So we just trade off. I yeah. got a great. Um, Veteran-owned company up in Jacksonville. We will not step foot in Jacksonville. So as soon as we get somebody saying, "Hey, Jacksonville," we like, look, we got a great veteran-owned company up in Jacksonville. We highly recommend them. Give him a call, and he does the same for us. He doesn't want to come to Hampstead. So it's just a great symbiotic relationship we have with each other that we can just help each other out instead of just saying, "No, sorry, we don't go there." Mm -hmm. All right, I got a, I got another kind of loaded question. Uh -oh. Maybe, maybe it's not a loaded question. This but is exciting. We'll see how you feel about it. So. If you spend any amount of time on LinkedIn or any sort of, uh, you know, business forums anywhere, uh, the, the buzzwords now are passion, um, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like you have to find your passion, quit your job and follow your passion. If you're going to start a business, it has to be your passion, right? Did you wake up one day and go, man, pressure washing is my new passion? Or did you just say, I think I could make a good living at this and have fun at the same time? Like, how, how did you – I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think there's too much focus put on figuring out what your passion is instead of just being productive at something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's your take on that? Yeah, so I'm not a painter, and that's just not the industry for me. So I knew I was not going to painting. But when I first got out, I wanted to be a landscaper. I used to do it with my um, my stepbrothers growing up. I remember just being on their little uh, ride-behind mowers and going down hills fast, and it was fun. I was like, well, let's just do landscaping. But then I saw that it really wasn't a good market for it here because there's so many over here. Didn't know anything about pressure washing 13, 14 years ago. So uh, for me, it wasn't something I was passionate about, but it was something that looked fun. And being outside all day, 
and dealing with machines, I was like, well, let's just give this a try. Now, I will say the Christmas lights, I'm very, very passionate about. I love the Christmas lights. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget, like, the first job we did, I was just glowing. I was, like, so happy. I was like, this is fun. So it you don't really know until you get into it. I mean, I see a lot of guys get out, like you said, security and just go do something off the wall they've never done before. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess you have to be passionate about wanting to be an, an entrepreneur. It's not easy. It's not like I wake up every day. I'm like, ah, let's go make a million dollars today. No, it's like, all right. Well, I didn't get a text yet. It's 6.30, so nobody's called out yet. This is good. And then get to the <laughs> office. I check the emails. Well, nobody's complaining about the jobs we did yesterday. I mean, there's just so much that goes behind being an entrepreneur that nobody thinks about. They just look at all, all the glorious things they see. And they, Everybody thinks you're loaded, right? Yeah, and they, all, I, yeah, they, they want all, you to sponsor all their events yeah, and, and everything and else. The, it must and, be nice. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you see it all the time. It must be nice. Well, yeah, it, it must be nice working until 1 o'clock in the morning because you're struggling to get estimates out or invoices out. Mm-hmm. And it must be nice worrying about hiring the next employee or, you know, or get, all the Or getting a call like I did a couple weeks ago because one of your employees was just T-boned in your $85,000 van that's no longer on the road now. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, everybody was safe. That wasn't a, a problem, but true story half your revenues off the road true right? story like july park. 2nd last year <laughs> yeah. i was in disney with my kids and i get a phone call from my operations manager he's like what's up boss i'm like hey man just out uh, hanging in orlando what's going on he's like well the good news everybody's safe i'm like oh god oh. what happened he's like well we we're leaving the office and i made a left of the light and the crew behind us was making a left of the light and all they saw was some girl standing at her phone doing 55 miles an hour and just ran right into the front of the truck. And luckily, it was a dually flatbed, and she hit the front tire. So mm. everybody was safe, but I got the fun. I mean, that was it. The truck was down for eight weeks waiting on uh, parts to come in and everything. Yep. It's just, what do you do? I mean, I'm in Orlando, Florida with my kids. Yeah. You can't it, smile it, about that. And when you're an employee— you just go to the boss and say, I need a different truck. Yeah. When you're when, when you're <laughs> yeah. the business owner, you're like, Oh, okay, so all right, it's gonna be eight weeks till we can get this one back on the road. It'd take even longer to get a new one, it'd be more expensive, but now we're out revenue and you have you have a complex problem to solve. Yeah. yeah. It's not simple. Yeah. And a lot that's not obvious to a lot of people. What would what would you say are some of your biggest challenges as a business owner? The things that do you have things that keep you up at night or things that stress you out or no? Um Growing is one of our our biggest challenge right now because we do want to scale and uh, do. I got a lot of goals for our team. Um, a lot of I want to see see where they're going to grow and how how much we can push everybody to meet those goals. Um, but right now, I think everybody's facing the employee challenge, mm-hmm. and we do a good job. We, like I said, we have fifteen people, and we make it fun. So mm-hmm. we want we, we we want people to like. Wow, I want to go work there. Because there's some jobs that are just not glorious. And when I say that you can be a pressure-washing ninja, you're like, a ninja? What? <laughs> this sounds like fun. Or a <laughs> high-powered water gun squirt operator. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you got to like make it time. fun. Don't and, church it up, Joe. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> and, and we're huge on company culture. My kids are always at the office. Like I said, my dad's always there. Um, we got dogs running around. So I want everybody to come in here and feel comfortable and not mm-hmm. just clock in and clock out. We just bought an uh, arcade game for everybody with their picture on it so they could play games afterward, uh, basketball hoop out there. We do company outings. We went fishing last year, uh, trying to plan. I think we're going to do escape room coming up soon. We did okay. paintball, laser tag. We, I mean, we do it all because it's 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 got to be fun, and working every day is not fun, so we like to switch it up on them and nice. do, do things like that. So company culture is really big, and I see that a lot where – 
you got business owners that don't have any culture. It's like mm -hmm. clock in, clock out. Mm -hmm. That's it. And being able to understand your employees and read them when they come in every day. And if I see you every day smiling and you come in one day, you're not smiling. Well, something should trigger like, hey, something's wrong. You know, he's always smiling. And today he's not. And pull him aside and say, hey, what's up? You know, what's going on? No, nothing, nothing. Uh, in the Navy, we called intrusive leadership, big technical fancy word, but you intrusive. know, intrusive leadership. Yeah. That almost sounds negative. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to get to the backbone of what's going on, you know, because if you're going out there and you had a bad day, something might go wrong. You're going to be on ladders. You're going to be dealing with equipment, mm -hmm. driving the $80,000 vehicle. So, you know, what is it? Was it you missed a car payment? Um, you know, something the family's sick. So just getting to know your team and understanding them is huge too. Yeah. Thinking the Marines health and comfort inspection. <laughs> or they're just trying to make sure you didn't hide your girlfriend in the coffee. <laughs> is that a form of intrusive? <laughs> or the company brown. first sergeant is, is or the company guns is out of liquor and he needs to compensate some <laughs> yeah. from, from the barracks for the weekend. <laughs> we got seven water bottles in here. Why? <laughs> None of it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You're giving them too much credit, Avery. <laughs> We all know what's going on. Company Good. gunnery sergeant's either trying to restock his uh, his magazine collection or he's out of booze for the weekend. Fair enough. <laughs> to address the elephant in the room, how often should someone pressure wash their house? Good question. Good question. <laughs> Weekly. Yes. It's called job security for us, and we love it. Uh, well, with the, the humidity and the, the moisture we get down here, it's different than up north, but down here in the southeast, it's roughly – eight months to a year is when we start seeing the black mildew come on the siding mm -hmm. or the green algae that's growing there. So, um, and the word, it, it gets technical because everybody says, oh, it's a pressure washer. I need 4,000 PSI to clean my house. I'm like, no, you don't need 4,000 PSI. We clean your house with about three to 500 PSI. We, it's our solution that does the cleaning, not the pressure of the water. And we'll see it. You know, they got, um, Joe, crazy Joe next door, he's out there with his 4,000 PSI, and he sees us coming. He's like, well, go get his pressure washer. And he pulls it out, and he looks at us. He's like, all right. And he's sitting there just blasting away with water. And you're still on the probably the first four foot of the house, and we've already got half the house done. And then he goes to the driveway, and we're already out of there. We did the house, the driveway, the gutters. <laughs> and he's just looking defeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's there with his, his little... His little rig for eight hours. Yep. <laughs> just <laughs> on his twelfth beer and, and yeah, just, <laughs> just struggling, just struggling, wondering how he's going to make enough to continue to put gas in that thing. Yeah, we uh, can. Uh, so our, our equipment's a little bit different. It's obviously commercial grade equipment, mm -hmm. just like the stuff you guys use too. But uh, we can safely clean four stories from the ground without touching a ladder, wow. and that just blows everybody away. Like, no, you can't. And honestly, like I've seen guys with like. 20 foot extension poles and we've got a little gun with a little nozzle on it and just start cleaning the house wow so that's impressive yeah but yeah we treat the problem the algae the mildew the growth the dirt with our solution and then you got homeowners come out there or other companies come out there and just start blasting away so they're mm -hmm. really not doing anything other than getting rid of the color but the the, the mildew and the algae spores are still on the siding, so it's going to come back faster. It'll be back in like a month, three months, depending on where it is in the house, mm -hmm. while we treat the solution or the, the issue. Hmm. So it's it prolongs the point. cleaning. And you're avoiding any damage that could have been caused by the, the high pressure Ripping as well. Ripping siding. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> exactly. It's, 
it's funny because we'll clean the house, and as a homeowner, you never really walk around your house and look for things. But all of a sudden, here comes Kefir Pro Wash. They clean the house, and they're like, hey, you damaged my siding. I'm like, no, we didn't. I'm like, yeah, you got a hole in my side. I'm like, well, there's also a golf ball on the floor right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you live on a golf course. <laughs> but I can safely, like, I, I mean, I do all the time. Maybe there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can safely wash my hand with the pressure we use on your house. So mm-hmm. we're not using pressure, even though it's pressure washing company. We're using a soft wash. Yeah, that's so, just the term that everybody understands. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. So a big thing is educating our our consumers and the homeowners mm-hmm. a lot of people think they see black stains in their house they got to go replace the roof and rip it down you got the the roofing contractor yeah your four-year-old roof is ruined no it's just mildew and our algae growing up there and we can mm-hmm. safely clean it without pressure oh okay well all right and we've cleaned roofs before and we're looking i'm like ooh, i wonder what color it's like the guessing game what what color is underneath all that algae and then it'll be like green or brown or something we're like ah. Huh. Who knew? <laughs> Start a little pool. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So you said uh, you've, you have big goals and you set big goals. What are some of your, your big goals for Cape Fear that you can share with us, and how do you go about setting those goals? Yeah, so um, right now is the new location we're working on, expanding our market. Um, there's a lot of market here in Wilmington. Obviously, it's just a booming market, but we just want to be able to expand, and um, we're working on some things that – don't want to talk about, but okay. it's going into some different markets with some other things. But cool. we're just, um, we want to get some a couple locations. I mean, ideally, I'd love to have three or four locations by 2024, um, whether it's through acquisition or opening up new branches and going from there. So that's one of the big things we're working on. The landscape lighting is huge for us right now so that we can keep full-time employees on for the Patriot Illumination, which will help us employ um, more team members and uh that's fun. But the hard part right now is trying to find a commercial space where we can grow. We're just maxed out where we are in Hampstead and trying to find anything commercial in New Hanover County and Pender County is just impossible. So that's probably the 2023 goal is maybe acquire some space, some land and build and settle down there. Okay. What's your, uh, what's your decision-making process look like as you consider your growth plans and how you set these goals, uh, is it you just sit down by yourself, or how do you how do you go through that? No, I've got a great team. I call us the the core four. I got app um, operations, production, and uh, administration. Um, so the four of us: sales, operations, and uh, the office. And we have weekly meetings, and we just talk and see what everybody's plans are, what they want to do, what, where they see us growing. Uh, we're all pretty much aligned on what we're going for. So I definitely take everybody's thoughts into that. Originally, I wanted to go up north and head to Onslow County, Jacksonville area. And my uh, Patrick, my sales guy, I said, "Hey, give me, give me a demographic uh, report and let me know. Should we go north? Should we go south?" And he gave me the numbers, and I was like, "I was wrong." And uh, I didn't say, "Too bad, we're going north anyway." Because I, I looked at the numbers, and he did the research, so that's why we chose to go down to Shalot versus going north. Cool. But yeah, we definitely I, I communicate with everybody. I recently had um, – I was down in Florida with uh, my coaching group. Every year in January, we meet as a group. And um, this young lady, Whitney, she's like, you have an issue. She's like, as soon as you want to do something, you don't think about it. You just do it. 
I was like, yeah, I know. I'm very guilty about that. And she's <laughs> like, I need you to take 72 hours from the time a thought comes into your head. Before you action it? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm a very impulsive buyer, and Amazon probably delivers to us more than <laughs> than anybody else. And the, and the ladies in the office are like, what'd you buy today? And one day I was like, just don't open this package. Don't open it. And I opened up my office, and I come running outside. And I bought one of those inflatable T-Rex uh, costumes. <laughs> like, why? Why did you buy a T-Rex? I'm like, because yes. it looked cool. <laughs> why not? Yeah, exactly. Give me one reason why we shouldn't have this in the office. Because I'm going to go play pinball in it, and it's going to look awesome. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you ever see a T-Rex wash a house? Well, you're about to. <laughs> Great social media. But, yeah, I definitely uh, I rely on, on my team for decisions, and I can't do it alone. It's just impossible. I got so much going on. I mean, as a business owner, we're stretched in every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hire the people to put them in place to help me make those decisions. So awesome, man. Well, we're, we're running short on time. A um, couple last things before you go. Um, do you have any pieces of advice uh, that you want to leave on the table for, for listeners? Uh, it doesn't have to be about business. It could be about life in general. Just just sage wisdom from J.C. Chanowski. Yeah. Um, it's okay to fail. I fail every day. I fail as an entrepreneur, an owner, a uh, father, and a son. But it's knowing that you fail and, and how you react to that is what's important. So I like to say fail forward. Um, just take that, learn from it, and try not to do it again. And if you can, share it with somebody so they don't make the same mistake as you. That's that's saved me a lot of failures as part of that coaching group. They've already made the mistakes, so I don't have to make it again. And just keep going. Keep your head up. It's not, every day is not uh, all exciting rainbows and unicorns. So definitely just, not. just keep pushing. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and the last thing then is uh, you had said before, you know, seek self-improvement, read books. Do you have any specific books in mind that – we should check out? Um, one of the, the most recent books I read was uh, David Goggins. Uh, I believe it's mm. Can't Hurt Me, um, mm-hmm. right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, it's I think It's in so. my truck, and now I've blanked out. But, yeah, that, that book um, showed me that when you think you're, you're maxed out, you can push yourself harder and do more and seek greatness and just keep believing in yourself. So, Fantastic. Well, for anybody that's uh, – that wants to maybe join your team or have some Christmas lights put up, what's the best way to get in touch with you and your team? Uh, they can go to kpeerprowash.com, patriotillumination.com, or give us a call at the office, 910-685-2545. And we got some amazing staff over there just with a smile and ready to answer the phone. And we're, we are looking, actively looking for more people right now, uh, especially veterans. I love employing veterans, so um, we have a home for you. Fantastic, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you being a member of the VBC and being involved, having your team involved. Uh, Definitely means a lot. Uh, We love having you guys around. You're always a blast. Uh, We'll have to check in again uh, several months down the road, especially with those hints at secretive uh, business plans that you're not willing (laughs) to share right now. Acquiring minds want to know. Yeah, that's right. See if we can can uncover what you're you're scheming and – and see how that goes. So Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I really Until do. then, man, thanks for coming by. Thank you. All right. Thanks for checking out the VBC Podcast. 